right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time suits when you are hearing my voice. This is Tia with She Speaks Podcast, and this is the first episode um, where we will be discussing bald head whole shit. Um, it's not really going to be that raunchy. It may get that raunchy, but I just like calling it that because I think the term is kind of funny. Um, and we are here with Goody. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, y'all. It's Goody from the Termigan Talk podcast where we talk about hip-hop and not bald-headed whole shit. Uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet y'all. Hey. Um, so, give the voice. I sound like um, I was drinking Tito's last night, and that's because I was drinking Tito's last night. So, hi. Um, hi, it was nice to meet you, and I found you um, from Facebook. Um, it was um, a group. Uh, what's the it's group? My Black group. Girl Moves. Is <laughs> my group. I am also one of 13 co-founders for the Black Girl Moves Travel Group which is not just a travel group, but it is a movement whereby Black women will heal Black women together. We, we got this. We got are it. sisterhood on the move, actually. Right, right. Very positive and inspiring group, I must add. Great, um, thanks. That's the goal. <laughs> it gets rough. You know how it can be with, um, you know, women generally... Black women specifically, people tell us that we're not supposed to be able to do what we're trying to pull off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's rough because we all have uh, dysfunctional patterns that we feed into based on what we've been told. Sometimes it's rough, but when it's good, it's good. Very, very good. Very good. Um, okay, so let's get into this episode so we are going to be discussing life as single women and discussing our dating stories any topics that we would like to make people aware of or just express our opinions on things that we've been through and give any kind of advice that we can to any other woman who is single you know just tips advice funny stories you know all the good stuff bald head whole shit and I've seen that it does. Um, I don't mean like us actually like being hoes literally. Like um, it's just described, you know, us having fun, living our life, being free, being open, being women, you know, and the things that we go through. So, OK, we're going to start with I'm going to ask the question. If you could define dating in 2019 with one word, what would it be? For me, that one word would be a. Uh... Plentiful. <laughs> um, just taking it a step back. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it a step back. I'm a 44-year-old woman who has, who I spent 16 years in two committed relationships. Like, not simultaneously. It was a 10-year relationship, then a six-year relationship. Prior to that, I am one of six children. So that never left a lot of time for being alone. And then I became a mother, and that didn't leave enough time for being alone. Then I entered into these relationships. When I first became single, it coincided with my son going away to university. You heard that? I said to university, Mm -hmm. y'all. 
<laughs> for the first time in ever, I was by myself. And at first that was scary because I'd never done it before. And then I settled in and I got comfortable and I took a long time to figure out what I actually liked as a person, not one of six children, not, you know, just not as a mother, what, what does Goody like? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did all of that and it's, it's great. I, what I like is my own company. I'm pretty dope. Um, now that I'm done that, I realize, <clears throat> sorry, y'all, I do want companionship. I do want a life partner, but I'm not going to get there without dating. And I'm because I'm 44, I'm not going to get there by finding one person and doing what I've been doing, like one person a whole bunch of years that doesn't work out next. So I have cast my net wide and I am out here and I am dating and it's not like, you know, I, I've never dated like five people at the same time. You know, it's a lot. I'm busy most of the time, but I'm learning more about what my like, what I like and what I don't like in action because it's easy to sit down and meditate, which I do often about the things I don't like. But when I execute or when I'm out there doing it or dating, it's like, okay, I don't like men who chew this way. I don't like <laughs> for me, or maybe I do like a man who takes control of the menu and kind of surprises mm-hmm. me what he thinks he like. So now, you know, I'm my word for 2019 is plentiful, and th- there we have it. Okay, um, so I would, I guess I should start by giving a background like you did. So I am 32 years old. Um, I have two children, 10 and three, and I was with their father for 11 years. And at one point we got married, but last year, actually around this time, I figured out that's not where I was supposed to be. That's not who I was supposed to be with. There was a lot of um, toxic things that went on in my relationship over the years. Um, Things that I felt were just you know, put me in a position where I had to choose like to live a life of being unhappy or to just leave and find my own happiness by myself. So that's what I did. Um, and so now I am living a life of new singleness, but it's so different than what it was 11 years ago. Absolutely. And, um, I was the oldest of four children. So I was like always like taking care of everyone else. And I find in my relationships with men and my friends and just other people, I'm always the one taking care of everyone else without receiving that same kind of effort of care in return. Um, So right now I have been, you know, just exploring options. And like you said, I've never dated more than one person at a time. And I'm not going to lie, it's frustrating. Like it's, it can be, you know, exciting at first when you have all these different people like calling your phone, texting your phone, wanting to see you. But then in reality, I don't have time to be texting everyone and going out with different people because I have a full time job and then two young children at home. So I don't have time to be here and there five nights a week and spending time with my kids and doing all this other extra stuff. 
So I am just figuring out, you know, what I want. And I've had some experiences that's kind of helped me shape what I need instead of like what I want going forward with dating. So I'm just pretty new to dipping my toe in this single pond, trying to figure it out. But I do have some stories. What's your word for 2019's dating scene? Um, okay, what I wrote down was whack. I wrote that the dating scene <laughs> only because it's like, like I talk about this in another episode, it seems like now people are so, um, people avoid relationships, well, the term relationship, like it's almost like a stigma to even say that you are in a relationship because everyone has this armor up of I'm not going to get close to anybody because I don't want to get my feelings hurt so nobody's really wanting to be committed or you know build something with someone because they're all afraid of being played so to speak so that's why I consider it's being whack I mean you get plenty of options for temporary situations but as as far as long term slim pickings basically so I think I want to note a difference. Well, first of all, it sounds like we are similar, except you have one extra child and I have one extra relationship. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so we both did the long term thing and we both have been, we are both in, a, in family situations and or rather, our role in life seems to be taking care of people or trying our best. Right. Putting ourselves on the back burner. Um, what I did, I took, I took, it might have been three or four years of just like meditating. You know, I tried to dip my foot in the dating pool and encountered what you're referring to initially. And I was like, I don't like this. I don't like how it makes me feel. So I think. When I was newly single, I would have had the same word, whack, because it just, it it felt different. However, because I took that time out to just figure out what it is I really want, need, and can tolerate, Mm -hmm. and maybe it might be that 10 plus years that I have, the people I am dating now like within the first week, they're like, "Oh, I see you as the kind of woman I would like to marry," and I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> too much, Whoa. too soon." Slow down. Um, currently dating a dude who, you know, is new. We we just started dating, and he said, "You know." So basically, I see us having a long-term relationship. We should make it official in 2020. And I'm like, you mean after the summer in 2020, right? He was like, <laughs> the day after Labor Day, right? Like, but a lot of these men are that I'm encountering are like, hey, this this is a thing. I want this to be a thing I have around me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now. That's good and bad because knowing what you want and knowing that you're capable of of um, sustaining what you want is two different things. 
And many men can't sustain what they want in the way that they would like it. At least not with my kind of disposition. Because when I see things I don't like, I've learned that if I buy in and I'm all in and I love a person, I will stay longer than I need to stay waiting for them to get right. So my new approach is to have a discussion about the things I'm noticing I don't like. And if that doesn't straighten up, I leave. Hmm. Because if I allow myself to get too, in too deep, um, I'm going to stay for years, right? Right. But I think the point I'm trying to make is this does get better. Um, it won't always be whack. But, you know, j just as you have been doing, like, disqualify, 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 put you over here, maybe I like you, maybe I don't like you, no bye-bye to you. Keep doing that. It'll get better. I'm going to write that down. Um, and that's what I've tried to do is, like, because I've only been, like, it's only been since this year. Girl. So I don't really, break. you know. Take a, a full-on break. Meet you somebody that you, or some bodies that you could, um, what, like, if you need companionship, cool. Mm -hmm. Somebody to go have a meal with, cool. Um, some men would feel away if they were only your meal due. So, you know, every other <laughs> Or every three days, you know, you treat to the McDonald's or the Chick-fil-A or whatever, you know. But if you need somebody you can just watch shows, uh, binge watch shows with, find the things you need to get by until you're ready to um, deep dive into a another long-term commitment. 11 years is not is, is nothing to sneeze at. Um, right. You probably need, you did mention levels of toxicity. Um, you probably just need you a nice detox. And while detoxing, a little flirt here, a little flirt there. Yeah, your girl still got it. Um, that's what I would do. This is my little advice that you ain't asked for. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask for it, but I, I appreciate it and I receive everything that you're saying. Like I, I have been told that I need to... Um, probably take some time for myself um you know after the whole breakup of that 11 year relationship um however I get bored like I'm not gonna lie I have talked to guys just because I was bored um, of course but then it's like they when I get bored with serious. them it's just whoops. like <laughs> huh it's like whoops they taking me serious I was just <laughs> I mean, I try. No, I try to be clear. Like, um, I'm not really looking for, you know, never serious. that. And then when they start taking, believing that, it becomes the challenge that they have to chase down. It's mm -hmm. it's interesting. It's it is. It is a to be. It's frustrating a little bit because there was a person who I was. Um, so if people like, I don't know if it's just like now people don't like to use the term dating or relationship but like it was this person I guess I will call it I was talking to someone like most part of the year um but it was just it didn't turn into um anything in the end so it's like now going forward I know what to do 
with what I want. Like I always had this thing where I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what I want to do. So it's never any confusion from me on what I want. So I'm just going to continue to do that. Like if I want just to be friends with someone, I'm going to tell you, I just want to be your friend. If I want something more, then I'll tell you, I want something more. There's no in between. But the issue is finding um, someone who also is on the same page. So going forward, I do take um, in consideration what I want and make sure that is known very clearly when I do feel like I have some type of feelings for a person. Well, um, girl, we could go on for days and days and days. Um, (laughs) But the, the truth is, like you mentioned earlier, seven days in a week, job, parenting, all of this, like, ain't nobody got time. There's not enough time. Mm-hmm. Not enough time, but I, I promise you this gets better. But I believe it will. Like, next month is the end of the year, like, mm-hmm. end of the decade. So taking all these lessons these last 11 years, 10 years, and going forward to find something better. And you will. And you will. What we got next? What's next? Okay, so the next question I have is, uh, do you have a type, like physically or socially? Like, What are you attracted to? Like, Before you get to know someone, what are you attracted to? Girl, um... My type is, I call it the three Bs, brown, bald, and beautiful. (laughs) Um, However, I don't stick to that uh, because I am driven by energy and connections and things of that nature, which is also scary. Mm -hmm. Um, But if a man is dark brown with a bald head, and he is beautiful. He, I, you know, I'm looking, I'm attracted, I'm drawn in. Um, equally, if a man is, if my spirit recognizes someone from a different lifetime, he could be as pale as the middle of my hands. Uh, I'm going to be attracted there too. Um, but I laugh because most recently on Termagent Talk, we have an episode called To Buy Gin or Not To Buy Gin. And the name, and the buy gin, you know the hair, to, hair dye. I think I'm saying it correct. Yeah. Um, or in a little yellow box. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was my, co- my co-host Chantel, hey Chantel, she was talking about um, how distinguished the salt and pepper beards look. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh-uh, that ain't for me. <laughs> like, well, what do you want the man to do? And I was like, I don't care what he does. I just don't want to see it. Like, handle it. And she's like, you mean to use the Beijing? And I was like, I don't care what he does. He don't have to use that. I'm sure that a stylist somewhere in the world has a better version and he can handle that. Mm-hmm. I then, because I'm extra, I went on and on. I said a prayer to God. Dear God. <laughs> Don't introduce me to any men with a pepper beard because I'm not into that, Lord. Take it away. 
she said, you know what's going to happen to you is you're going to meet a dude with a salt and pepper beard. And a bald head, and you're going to be all in. <laughs> yeah. So I met a dude. It wasn't even two weeks. Met a dude with a salt and pepper beard. Now, in the whole time, my, my homeboy, you know, he was like, what, you want to do who the die is running off for to him when he trying to take a shower? I'm like, I don't care. None of my business. He happens to have a salt and pepper beard. So, you know, he he was upset because he felt like I was telling people's daughters not to date so the salt and pepper beard community. And I was like, they can do what they want. I'm just not going to do it. Right. In any event, when I realized that I like this salt and pepper beard dude, I went to my homeboy and was like, yo, I want you to hear from me first before it get out. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, Met a dude, got saw a pepper beard, this is what it looks like. The homie goes off, this dude got more salt and pepper in his beard than me. I'm going to need a public apology. <laughs> <laughs> and then he refused to talk to me. Um, it must have been a week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he refused to, everything, every time I tried to like send him a text, his response would be waiting for public apology. It didn't matter <laughs> what I was saying. It was waiting for public apology. In any event, we eventually recorded uh, an episode of the podcast called mm-hmm. Wes Goody is Sorry. I've seen yeah. that post on, on your Facebook page. Yes. Um, <laughs> also very interesting. But, you know, uh, but it, it just speaks to the fact that even though I do have a type, like and and it's bad. Like my ex fiance and my ex boyfriend. They there was a point where people were meeting the new boyfriend after I broke up with the ex fiance, and they thought it was the same person. That's how bad it is. Oh wow, <laughs> that's how bad it is. My 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 uh my affinity. But what what am I attracted to? I like basketball behinds. Um, I like broad shoulders. Uh. Great sense of humor. Mm. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what I like. That's what I like. <laughs> um, so for me, it's, I like, um, well, when I was younger, I was into guys who had, like, dreadlocks. So my... Um, kid's father he has like lots brown skins tall but now I feel my type has changed like physically um, I like for a guy to be able to pick me up like you have to have some kind of build where I feel like you could pick me up without your legs buckling um, like big shoulders arms like a solid type build is physically like you first meet someone but past that it has to be something about you that um makes me want to dig deeper like you can meet someone that can tell you their whole life story and you're like mm, okay but then some people you meet you just want to know more about them like i have to have some kind of interest and in more than what you're saying like your life your background your story has to interest me in order to keep my attention so it's more about who the person is their character that initially um well that past the initial physical has to keep me interested. Like I have to be. I don't want to be bored with anyone. 
So if you bore me, then I'm really not going to be interested. But it has to be something exciting about you for me to be, you know, keep calling you back, basically. So um, you said dreadlocks. Trust me, I told God that I did not want to deal with a man who had dreads. And then my next boyfriend had dreads. <laughs> so, you know, I think I need to learn that lesson. Like, yo, chill. Don't tell God what you fin- you're not finna do. Right. <laughs> you're gonna come through and you're gonna do that because he said to. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I think it goes, or I feel it should go without saying that people should have more to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I will even sometimes, because I, I, I mean, I'm in New York. It's a place where for a lot of attractive people, um, meet them a lot and Sometimes, like you said, you touched on the person having to have more to them. I um, sometimes I don't even care what a person looks like mm-hmm. or smells like. If I if because I'm always going to ask probing questions. Um, many years ago, I was out with friends and met a dude, and he sat next to me, and we spoke about all manner of things. Um, I, it was a great discussion. Granted, it, it's like a, it was like a club atmosphere, but he and I were really, really talking, which I do a lot to people. Um, when we left, my friends were like, oh, my gosh, he was handsome. And he smells so great. And and I was like, but did you speak to him like he has an amazing story? Mm-hmm. He and I went out this week, like our first date. And we were talking about that because he he was like, you know, a lot of people, they talk to me about all of the things, like the way I dress, the way I look and the way I smell. He's like, when I met you, you didn't care about any of that. All you wanted to do was find out what kind of person I was. Right. And he was like, you know, I was intrigued, but, you know, we finally went on our first date. It was a great date. But... That you know, that's how much I care about if a person looks good or not. We could get to the point of you looking good after we figure out if you're a good person. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I look for too. Is like initially, you know, you're attracted to someone you don't know. Kind of like when you first meet them, you're just looking at what they look like. But when you get to know them, it has to be more than what you look like. Like they like said, get to know the person for who they are, not for what you see. Correct. Okay, so um, let's go to the next question I had was what is the worst, funniest, or best um, sexual experience you had while dating? Uh, hmm. Like, I think my worst, funniest, best well, no, it wouldn't be worse, but like funniest slash best would be um, like the salt and pepper beard dude and I, you know, we had relations and it was amazing. Um, <laughs> but funnier than that, like there was a point where like we were laying down and I was rubbing his beard and he was dying. He was like, you see what you doing? And I was like, well, what, what am I doing? He was like, you all up on the salt and pepper beard, though. 
I think he was like, you know, you're gonna owe your friend an apology. <laughs> and you did, so I did that, but it was hilarious because like I was literally like all over his he was like, You you see this, right? It was friggin' hilarious. And then he, you know, he's I think he's like a a sex artist or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> what was his um zodiac sign? He is an Aries. Um, okay. And, you know, my new thing is uh, you, you're going to need to run me your information to see if the, you were even compatible astrologically. Yes. That's a must for me now as well. Like, as soon as I meet, what's your birthday? Where were you born? Where, do you know what time you were born? <laughs> um, And, you know, I've always wanted to know, but um, because I have certain intuitive gifts. I've never really been as bold as to ask people because they just start calling me a witch. But now I'm like, okay, don't care. Um, what time were you born? Like, I want specifics. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the men I've been dating as of recent are very receptive. I, I also, like, require, like, once things get serious, like, expensive tarot, gift, tarot card gifts. So you, know. uh, so you want them to buy the cards to help read them? Well, I don't use them on them. I just didn't want, you know, I don't want to spend a hundred and change on, on the deck. So if you <laughs> run that. Well, I just, I actually, this is off topic. I just bought my first deck like two weeks ago. We could talk offline. Okay, okay. Been- I'm open to talking so I can learn. Um, I've been doing this for 20 over 20 actually so you have plenty of experience I will be Deck. talking to you with my notebook Deck. in hand um, yeah uh, that is, he, he's a he's an Aries with a Pisces moon Ooh. <laughs> I've done my research on moons as well it's Aries so. um because I am a Capricorn, mm-hmm. and all of the, uh, well, most of the things that matter as, is, as it relates to, like, astrology and romance and communication are all Aquarius. And that's, that just leads to, like, I'm a very, um, my compartmentalization game is serious. My desire to love and be left alone is serious. My need to be free is serious. So, you know, it's always interesting. And it's funny that you say that because when I um, did a chart on someone and I looked into when I first learned about the Venus sign compatibility and my Venus is in Aries um, and his is in Aquarius and it's kind of like that's one detached mofo. Say it again. That's one detached brother. D- yes. <laughs> and, and with me, I'm not that. Like, it just it was hard for me to understand that. Um, you know, now I, that I did my research, I get it. But, you know, at first I was just like, I don't, this doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, why are you like this? So, um, yeah, c- compare Venus signs and your moon sign and your Mars sign, actually, too. 
you know, better determine the compatibility between two people. But again, that's for another episode. Yeah. Because we just go, we'll just be um down a rabbit hole with that. Yeah. <laughs> so um let's see. Um through my whole let me see, I'll, I'll I'll have a story, it's not like recent, it's a long time ago. But it was pretty funny. So um there was this guy who I was seeing when I was like in my early twenties. And like we talked for a little bit. And so he invited me to his house. And so I get there and he like cooked dinner and all this stuff. I think it was like Valentine's Day. So we just in there just hanging out and then he's like drinking. I can't remember what it was. And I just remember thinking, like, why is he, you know, drinking so much? Like he was already a little bit tipsy when I got there. Then he just kept drinking. So we just hanging out. And then we like get to his room and then he's like you know I feel sick this guy just starts throwing up like all over the place like the floor the missing the trap I was just standing there like I'm gonna go ahead and head out <laughs> I'll right, head out I'm gonna go ahead and go um and I think that was the last time I talked to him you know, trying to help um I mean that's foreign vomit right like I don't we weren't that way like I kind of just wasn't really into it anyway but for you to not be able to hold your liquor I was just like I'm gonna go like I said I'm gonna go ahead and head out and go on back home thank you for my Victoria's Secret gift but I'm gonna go ahead and go home (laughs) you think that why do you think that y'all never spoke again do you think it was because he was like the nerve of this chick she ain't even tried to check to see if I found it, <laughs> or do you think he was embarrassed, or a combination of both? Probably both, but again, I was like nineteen, twenty, oh, so I was yeah. just like he was just learning to drink. <laughs> Probably <laughs> just learning to drink, and I was like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not for it. Not, you know, you can't hold your liquor, and he might. No, I think he might have been a couple years older than me. Um, but you know, I was just not feeling that situation. You probably so, wasn't even that much older than you, but at 18, 19, you're like, uh uh-uh. uh, he all 20, Mm-mm. he needs to be able to handle his look. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, I got yeah, that's pretty friggin' funny and gross because the smell of other people's vomit immediately made me want to throw up, exactly. And I was like, I gotta get out of here. Um, you know, all right, I'm head out, right? I'll, you know, hope you get feel, feel better in the morning. You know, get yourself together, but I'm gonna go ahead and go. This is enough for me. I'm good. (laughs) So I was like, bye. Bye. Um that is my favorite commercial of the year. Um that whole little hi, bye. (laughs) Um, so um the next question that I had is um one night stand sex like the same night you meet or maybe like you meet someone and then like the day after you guys hook up then that's it like do you feel that something have you ever done that or just something you just feel like you would never do um not the same night but like hmm, I feel like just rather quickly and then I was with him for 10 years oh that my friend was in I have a friend who did who was in that situation where it was like one night stand turned into a relationship for basically her whole life. It's been like sixteen years. Yeah. So But then, so, I, mean, then I told you I'm a sucker for like 
knowing someone from the other side. Suck. <laughs> I do believe that there are people. Well, I mean, not everyone believes that, but I do believe in meeting people that you've known from your past life who who may even be like a part of your soul tribe. Yeah. Like twin flames, karmics, all that stuff. And I've had a few experiences with that as well. Um, karmic situation. Yeah, those, uh, I mean, this is a different show. It's going to just have to be another show, man. <laughs> uh, I'll be back. We have to, um, when this is over, record something else relating to that. I'll okay. definitely be back. So I have, um, as far as I can remember, I've only had one situation where it was like a one night stand, kind of like we meet somebody and then like the next day y'all hook up and then the person, you never see them again. Well, kind of, well, I met this guy he was in town like for the weekend and I met him and then like the next day we hooked up and then he went back to where he was from and but he still was like texting me for a few months and I was just like kind of confused like um you're not supposed to be texting me <laughs> you're supposed to just go back go back to where you're from and you know but he was bye right bye um but I mean, the experience was like mad awkward. So I don't know if I would ever do that again because I don't like to. Usually, when you, when I have sex with somebody, it has to be, I need to be connected to them in some kind of way. So with, you know, what I stand situation, it was just awkward. Well, I don't know how people think that it's um, because, I mean, sex is best when you learn and know the partner. Right. So that, I mean, I guess it's cool for, like, if you're drunk, I guess, but, and I don't think it's a, maybe there was a point in life where I'm like, I would never, because I, I have been in my life such a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I would think that I have a decent enough spirit of discernment that would enable me to know what I'm getting into. Right. So... I, you know, what I am, I'm not going to be, I would never do that. It's not something I'm open to. I'm not saying that because you just never know. Yeah, you never know. But I've never been in a situation where, um, like, it wasn't like we weren't drunk. It was just like I met this guy when I was out, and then um, he gave me his number, the exchange numbers. And then, like, the next day, he was saying he was in town, like, for an event. Um, and then, like, he was going back home. So, you know, it was just like a let me see how this is kind of situation. And I didn't like it. Like I said, I have no, to have, no, I need to be no, able like, He was like, I didn't like it. It was not. No, I mean, he had a good time. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, I mean, it, the sex part wasn't bad. It just was like, it awkward. was just awkward. Because I, you know. But, you know, been there. I can check that off my list, I guess, now. Um, and I wouldn't say it, it would never happen again, because like you say, you never know. But for what it was, it was an experience. Like I said, check that off my list of things that I've done. And I think what the, the, the key here is that as women, we have to start allowing ourselves to have experiences. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's the key thing. We have to start allowing ourselves to have experiences. Right. I always say I want to have, I don't want to get to, a, I wouldn't say an age, but a point in my life where I'm like, well, I don't have any story. I don't have anything to say about things right. I've experienced in my life. Like, I don't have any experiences. Right. <laughs> Not saying I want to just be out here doing any and everything, but you know, I want to have something in life in general. You want to have a story to tell when you're older and you're unable to do certain things. I feel you should just experience life the way you want to. So... Yeah, I'm I'm all I'm all for that. I I and I haven't always been like I I um I feel like I was raised on respectability politics. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I have um many times in my life not done things because it's like what would people think? Right. And the truth is um people aren't thinking about you and if they're thinking about you it probably means that there's a little bit of a desire to have your same experiences. So, yeah, nah. Do what you want, basically. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so like the last question that I have is, um, what advice do you give another single woman, like someone who not necessarily fresh out of a relationship, but someone who is getting back into the dating scene? Um, before you get in, make sure you've healed all of your, your personal pains because nothing's worse than being broken and going out because all you're going to do is find other broken parts and it's just going to be a bunch of mess. Um, so one, make sure you're healed from whatever you've gone through in the past. Two, make sure you know exactly what you want as you try to navigate the new dating experience. Three, make sure you know what you can tolerate because some people want things that they can't tolerate. As an example, some men want smart women, but a smart woman comes with um, questions. A smart woman comes with ideas and some men don't want that mm-hmm. right or some women want a man who can um buy them x y and z without blinking but usually the man who's able to buy anybody anything without blinking can do it for more people than just the one mm-hmm. right so right you have to be sure that you know what you want you have to be sure that you know what you can deal with and um just give people a chance to not too many chances, a chance to show the show you who they really are. So, okay. yeah, I agree with all of that. Everything you just said, I agree with all of that. Um, and I would say for me, like you just said, um, I wrote, take that, take your time. Um, don't rush into things. Um, don't put all of your energy into something that is un- that you're unsure of. Like if you're in a situation where you really like a person and um, they're not giving you that same energy, do not continue to put your 
time and effort into that situation. Um, also, explore your options because there are some people who, who I've also done this plenty of times when I find someone that I like, I'm going to cut everybody off and focus on this one person. And then when this one person could or could not be keeping all their options open, but yet my options are like cut away and I'm just focusing on this person. And that person probably has several other options um, that that they're dealing with. I think men do a good job of exploring all their options. Maybe they do a poor job of um, knowing when to stop exploring, Mm -hmm. but they do a really good job of exploring options and seeing what it is they like or what they like is out there. Right. I think we need to start adopting that. Yes. And and, in doing that, like I said, I've tried, I've taken that road of doing that where at one point it was like uh, four or five different guys and I don't want to call it dating, but talking. And at some point, you know, it's just, it gets annoying when you're not um, feeling like it's worth your time to keep doing that. And I know for me, I feel better just like having one person to focus my attention on. Because I, like I said, I have other things going on. I don't have time to be going out and setting up meet and greets with five different people. And then also I have my whole mother life my work life then you also have your family so yeah you have your obligations to control so i mean it's a good thing to say but for me i feel maybe one or two options but like having five different people is just too much um another thing is like you say if it's not feeling right like a lot of people force themselves into situations where um they really don't need to be like you said before you stay somewhere too long right so if you're not getting all of your needs met you know I would say you know just go ahead and move and sometimes it could be hard to do but you just gotta go through it cut away your losses and keep it moving so, so yeah that it sounds sounds good was okay. that it so that was the end of the topics for this episode that I wanted to discuss. Um, do you have anything to add? Uh, I'm sure in my mind I'll add a million and one things eventually, but this was good. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this and I'm really looking forward to um, the astrological dating episode, like that whole birth chart and compatibility because I've been doing my research heavy. <laughs> I, already have, I already have like this type in my head as far as astrology of what I want. Like um, like the first, like the moon, Venus, and sun signs, um, I would say would be um, a Pisces sun sign with a Taurus moon and a Scorpio Venus and Scorpio. <laughs> Man, I, I mess with you, and Scorpio. I'm not messing with you with those Scorpios. I mean, I, I love Scorpios, like nah, because I'm a Taurus, so Scorpio is like my opposite sign. So, you know, I get down with a Scorpio. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> 
Well, um, I guess I look forward to the astrology aspect of dating, like compatibility and stuff that we can do at another date. But thank you so much for coming discussing this topic with me. I appreciate your um your um volunteer, your volunteering to do this episode. <laughs> it was a pleasure. It didn't feel like hard work at all. It was a pleasure. Good, good. I don't want to I don't want to overwork your brain too hard early in the morning. Not no, I, mean, like no. I was like, I need to wake up and start pretending to talk and maybe just <laughs> warm ups and then because this is this is something. This is something. Okay, well, you enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope everyone who is listening, you got something out of this conversation. You enjoyed um, being here with us and listening, taking your notes, applying them to your life, sending positive energy and light to you all. Have a wonderful day, and you too as well. Goody, enjoy the rest of your weekend. You do the same. Bye. Bye. <laughs>